Happy Aloha Friday, everyone, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm Chad Owens, and yes, tomorrow it's game time. The University of Hawaii football team kicks their season off, and look, as always, we got a very exciting show for you guys today, and at this time, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsors, Mercedes-Benz of Honolulu, Windows Hawaii, Hawaiian Telecom, and Long's Drugs for being part of the show, and I want to thank you for tuning in. Guys, let's jump on in to the first quarter. All right, recapping the NFL's Thursday night action here between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. This was the NFC East division game. Yeah, the NFC East isn't the most competitive division this season, unfortunately, but you know what? Every game still matters. And for the Giants, they blew an 11-point lead with six minutes to go in the fourth. Um, and, you know, Daniel Jones, although they scored in the drive, um, just getting tackled from the air on that one play. You know, he had a breakaway run. It's a great run. And he just fell, uh, I think, on like the seven-yard line or so. Uh, anyway, that's the kind of game they had. You know, with that type of play, you just knew that it wasn't going to be their night. Carson Wentz, who has a little bit more experience, uh, kept, the, kept his composure brought the Eagles back, and basically had a game-winning uh, touchdown uh, with 40 seconds to go in the game. So congratulations to the Eagles, who are now 2-4-1 and one, and lead the NFC East division. That wraps up the first quarter, guys. Let's jump on in to the second. Heard Lewis has a column in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser on how difficult it would normally be to play at Bulldog Stadium. Now, without a crowd, not as much. There will be no fans in the stands to watch Fresno State play host to Hawaii in both teams' first game of the season. This is a Mountain West Conference game, so it's more important and tough to open the season under these circumstances. But with no Red Mile and no one calling you every name in the book, and some you have never heard before, it should be a little easier to focus on the task at hand. This will be like a scrimmage in many ways, so whoever can put that out of their minds are the ones who's going to have a chance to win. Focus will be the key. Steven Sai takes a look into which team has the advantage this weekend, looking at tendencies, formations, and style of attack these two coaches will use against each other. Not much is known about either team since no one had spring practice and fall camp was limited by the COVID-19 virus. New head coach Todd Graham talks to Steven about players taking responsibilities for their mistakes in practice. He hopes this kind of attention to detail will help Hawaii win on Saturday. Now, that's pretty much it for the second quarter. And, you know, talking about Steven Sai. He's in Fresno. He's been in Fresno, California with the team. And we've got the pleasure of having Steven Sai join us here on the CO2 Rundown's halftime show to dive a little deeper into the details of what the University of Hawaii football team is going through during this pandemic. Let's check it out. All right. Steven Sai, man, thank you so much for joining uh, me here on the you know CO2 rundown uh, half and being part of the halftime show. Uh, this is uh, this is different. Normally, you're the one interviewing me and asking me questions. 
Well, and you're doing a great job with your show. And I, you know, I just love it. Love all the information and your opinions that you get. But uh, yeah. Hey, so I'm in beautiful Fresno. I think it's beautiful. Um, you've had some big games, great rivalries. What, I mean, what is it like? What, what does that mean to, you know, to guys who have played against Fresno? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, again, for all the, the, the viewers tuning in right now, you know, Stephen Sai is on the road with the University of Hawaii football team. Uh, they're taking on Fresno State tomorrow, uh, Saturday, and it's the first game of this COVID season, the rebirth season. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, hit, you hit it on the head there, Steve. I had a lot of great memories playing in Fresno, California against the Bulldogs, and that's a tough place to play. But uh, because of the fans, right? But no fans in the game. Uh, so I think it's going to create a, a different dynamic, definitely one that's going to um, favor the offense, uh, University of Hawaii offense, because they don't have to deal with the crowd noise. But a uh, lot of memories, man, a lot of memories in that, in that, in that stadium. And uh, I'm just excited. How crazy it was. They, they have a little walkway they call the Red yeah, Mile. The red, the red Mile. Right down the middle, fans yelling everywhere and – it's crazy, and and I think the goal of, of the game, anytime you play Fresno, is to try to dance on the bulldog at the end, right? The little yeah, that they have on the on the field. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I mean, the ultimate goal is to win the game, right? So you yeah. can do that. Um, and I think, uh, I think, I think, I think we're we're on the right track. You know, I think, as you know, the, the team that um, sort of is more prepared mentally, uh, I think, because the physicality, it's going to take. Don't once you agree, take some getting used to oh, yeah. based on the lack of uh, um, ability to have been able to prepare as you know physically like you would normally. This is a different offseason, right? It's a yeah. different sort of system this year, different um, routine. So, I think now you know it, it's been tough for um, Hawaii because what you know that Hawaii didn't have spring ball because uh, it got canceled right during the COVID under a new head coach. So, you know, the new head coach wants to get to identify people, get things going, didn't have that. It's been limited. It's been worse for Fresno State. Fresno State has a new coach, and um, they haven't even been on campus. Uh, um, the, the students they've wow. only uh, they've only started practicing three weeks ago. So I think wow. they, that they, they've only had twenty practices or workouts together as a team entering uh, this game. For Fresno State and Fresno State has said they haven't even turned on the water in the showers yet. <laughs> <laughs> so this is basically like their their you know how every training camp there's like the, the green and white game you you, you yeah, simulate. Yeah. This is their, you know, scrimmage game. I mean, it's, yeah, this is their it's first be, game. I think we can expect maybe some sloppy play in in the first quarter, first half, right? I mean, you got to think yeah. it's 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 football isn't like it's not like basketball where you can sort of pick up and start to feel the flow and and get going, and get into rhythm. It's it's different. You need those reps. You need those those live, uh, you know, contact reps. Um, but look, all exciting stuff. So I think. The one thing that we want to know, Stephen, is is what's the, what's what's it like right now? Is the University of Hawaii football team, and I'm sure you're in that space, are they in a bubble right now? Are they confined to one area? What's what's that like? Well, um, uh, all during their training or since they started training for this game, they've been what they call the bubble. But it wasn't a true bubble. I mean, they they've been tested once a week, once a week, and then this past couple of weeks, they've been tested three times a week, and the Mountain West is paying for that. And so um, anyone who wants to be associated with the team, if you're the media relations director, if you're the radio guys, you have to be in what they call that bubble where you have to be tested three times a week. Um, wow. now, it's not, now it's not a true bubble like the NFL because these guys can go home, they can do other things. So they have to be really careful when they're outside. 
try and eliminate parties, to try and eliminate big gatherings. But um, now that they're traveling, they're traveling in, in what they, it's become more of a bubble. So um, they, uh, last night, they um, um, Thursday night, they, they went to, um, um, to, they flew from Hawaii to um, Sacramento direct. And uh, it was not a charter flight, but it was an, uh, a flight only with Hawaii um, personnel on it. Okay. Okay. So here's the big question. You traveled back in the old days. Remember that? Yeah. Have you taken the test? Obviously, right? Yeah, I did. I did. I took one, but I'm not in the bubble. So I'm getting tested tomorrow. So they're keeping uh, the reporters away uh, from the team. So so we're we're testing at the same site, but we're testing at different times. And and that's what they're trying to do now. Now they're going to a hotel. Uh, They're in a hotel. They're trying to stay away from, again, stay away from, uh, risk the public and until they get this game and that's the that's the best they can hope for is to keep social distance and you know keep getting tested and the goal is to play on um, a full schedule okay so what you're telling me is that there's no it's on the players they got to be disciplined yeah. is that what you're saying yeah it's on players and the coaches because wow. while you're on the road they can quarantine you so in the hotel they quarantine you on the airplane the bus rides and everything but when you're back home it's kind of up to you to you know, to also be, you know, very responsible. Right, right. Okay, okay. So that's what I'm saying. So you're on the road, teams on the road, they're, they're, they're basically um, being forced to yeah. be together, right? You're saying when Hawaii comes back, now, you know, they got to make sure they're practicing safe social distancing because yeah. they're going to travel again, correct? And right. when they're on the road, you got to make sure you're, you're, you're healthy enough to play and you don't, and you can pass the, the, the COVID test. And that's a big test too, because as you know, when you go when you're when you play for Hawaii and you go on the road, all the family comes out. In fact, sometimes you have huge crowds or bigger crowds some places than the opposing team when you're on the road, and that's another thing they've got to keep the family away. That's tough, you know. Yeah. Some of these parents hardly see their kids play, maybe you know once a year. And um, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. A lot of the uh, the, the kids from California, they're they're actually home now. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and that's hard. That's hard to like be right there at home and not be able to, you know, go see your family the way you would normally be able to, right? Mm-hmm. It's and a small sacrifice. You, you used to trade out those tickets, right? Do the, um, the mainly kids want your tickets there and you yeah, stop yeah, yeah, got to, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, well, look, I mean, let's talk about the game a little bit. Like, what, what can, you know, what can UH expect from Fresno State? You said it's a new head coach, but what what can what can they expect? Right. So they Fresno State says new coach. They're going to try to air it out, do all kinds of things, be explosive. You know Fresno State. They're bulldogs. They do the same thing. They like to pound it. They like to use tight ends a lot. Physicality. Yeah, physicality. And then you know they might not have had the practices. I think they've only had five um, content fully padded practices. But they're Fresno State. That's what they do. You know. Birds got to fly, fish got to swim, Fresno State just got to pound the ball. And I expect to <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but you got to think, though, being at home but not really having home field advantage, I think that's got to be almost a disadvantage. You know, and, and that's, that's what I'm saying. I think the team yeah. that comes more mentally prepared, I think it's equally, equally as tough for Fresno State, you know, mentally knowing that they don't have that home field advantage. They don't have the crowd – you know, if, you, yeah. if you're a defensive player, you're normally trying to get the crowd going, get them loud to disrupt the, the opposing offense. They don't have that. So I think mentally the team that's sharper and that's not distracted, not thinking about the outside things, you know, oh, we don't have fans, you know, we're can't, 
Mm-hmm. Focus on the play, focused on the job, focused on the assignment. To me, this game is going to come down to fundamentals, wrapping up, right? Wrapping up on your tackle, uh, gang tackling, um, securing the football. Because, you know, in these situations, even as an offensive player, you know, securing the football is going to probably be the hardest thing, right? So I think, um, I think that's one of the things that they've always talked about, securing the football, which they had a little bit of problem last year, and cutting down the penalties. They had way too many penalties, especially on offense last year. So yeah, for Hawaii, the, that's the key, the, the basics, right? Hold yeah, on, two, two stats. The two things that, you know, um, determines wins and losses. You hit it, right? Turnovers and penalties, right? Protect the quarterback, get after the quarterback. Right. Those are the, the, the two things. Um, how has, you know, you being around the team, how has the, how's the morale been? How's the energy level? I mean, are guys sort of, are guys fired up? Are they, do they seem like, like, does it feel from looking at the team, looking at the players, does it feel like a normal game week? Well, we actually have limited access to them because of the, the bubble thing. So all our contact with them is through Zoom and everything. Coaches, we have a lot more contact through phone calls and everything, but just the in-person thing, we just haven't had a lot. But it just seems that they're they're trying to play it very calmly. Like sometimes you talk to the players like Chevin Cordero and say, hey, it's a huge game, you know, you're the quarterback, you're the, you're the guy, the man, business mean you, you grew up in Hawaii, and you're downplaying. They're saying it's just another game. You just got to take this in. And maybe that's the right approach, not to put too much emotion into it. I think there'll be emotion after the game, but I think during the game, they said if you do a little too much rah-rah, the rah-rah can burn out. You just got to... Focus, like you say, focus on the job, do what you can, and then, you know, then talk and celebrate a little bit later. Yeah, and, and let's kind of shift gears over to, to the coaches. Uh, you know, obviously, first-year head coach for the, for the uh, Bulldogs, right? But mm-hmm. Coach Todd Graham, his first year, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's super fired up. I know he's super fired up to kind of get going, play football. You know, it's been a couple of years since he's, yeah. you know, coached the game. So, uh, what – what have your conversation been like with him and what's, what's he most excited about? He, um, he now he's the kind of guy, who's a little bit like June Jones. Remember June Jones had defensive coordinator, but June sort of ran everything. Todd Graham likes to run everything. He likes to be charged the offense and defense. And the, what he wants to do is he wants to play at a really quick, fast pace. And that's going to come down to a lot of the conditioning and everything. So he just wants to see whatever, whatever limited condition drills that they had, that they maximized it. So that they get into great shape, that they can play very fast. Because they think if the better team that team makes the fewest mistakes, the team that um, is better fit, that's the team they think is going to do the best. So I think that's what he's he's most excited about is to see how all that work and all that stuff that people don't see, you know, the work in the weight room, the running, the extra running, stuff like that, how that pays off in this game. And I think that's going to be a big factor, uh, you know. And uh, he emphasized it, and you know, it's been a while. It's been a while for him. He's been it's been two years that he hasn't um, been on the field too. So he's just waiting to play. And I think that's what he would love to see, just the enthusiasm and the, how, how the hard work pays off. Yeah, just and it's probably just getting back on the sideline on game day. There, there's no better feeling. Uh, that for me, just being on that sideline on game day was, uh, that was something special. You know, the energy, you can't, you can't get that anywhere else. Uh, so I'm pretty sure for coaches, it's the same thing. Um, as it's far as- weird at the sideline too, because- uh, the guys who aren't playing, they have to stay six feet away. So it's the sidelines actually. Oh, okay. Far, okay. You know? Okay. That's a, that's, that's, that's good to, to know and to hear that's different. Maybe listen, you know, people watching uh, would have never even thought about that, but that's, wow. That's, that's interesting. 
Yeah. But it's interesting. It's interesting though, because I mean, they're a team. They're, they're, everything's together inside of this bubble, whatever you're practicing, but on game day, you got to stay apart. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's something for optics or it actually plays a role, right? I, I, I don't know. It's kind of, it, it, it's, it's definitely going to add a different layer of uh, difficulty, right? Especially on a sideline, that's where you huddle up. That's where you communicate. You're talking about the last possession, the last drive, um, you know, making adjustments. I mean, how is that going to affect the game? Do you, like, do you have to social distance when you're trying to make those game time adjustments on the sideline? Well, I think it's just a matter of, yeah, you're right. Well, when it comes to like the key things, but you're right. A lot of times it's the guys who aren't in the game. They're there rallying everybody up and, it's gonna be a little bit harder if you're everyone's spaced out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's tough. But um, look, again, no excuses, right? We're just focused on the play. Who are you, uh, you know, most excited to to watch out here uh, come tomorrow? Well, what player? I, I want to see uh, Shevin Cordero. I mean, it's one thing when you're, you're the guy who's sort of the other quarterback, the second quarterback. I think they always say the most popular guy is is the um, the backup quarterback and it's going to be tough uh, for him. You know, finally he gets a shot. There's a lot of pressure. He's the local guy. You, you played with one of the, one of the best uh, local quarterbacks ever, Timmy Chang. And you could see he was under a lot of pressure and there's a lot of expectations. It's, you know, um, it's great when it works out, but there's a lot of expectations, especially if you're representing so many different people. And I mean, these are people he grew up with. These are the people he's representing the families and everything. And so I, I think that'll be kind of interesting to see how he handles it. He's, He's a little bit uh, more reserved, doesn't say a lot, but it, we'll see how, how his actions do. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think he's ready for this. You know, he, last year, to me, I think there's more pressure um, being a guy that comes in sparingly, in my opinion. Uh, if you're a backup, you're like, okay, I, I don't want to come in and mess up because I don't want to mess up my chances to come in again. Or So to me, I think it's more pressure that way. I think with knowing you're the guy boosts boosts your confidence right so i think he's the guy he knows he's the guy everyone knows he's the guy i don't think in my opinion i don't think he's got pressure i don't think he's got anything to prove uh because he he is the guy he's he's proved himself two years in a row already that he that he can play at this level he belongs here and that he is a starter and so yeah i'm excited to see him as well and I'm also excited to see, uh, you know, Lincoln Victor. Uh, I think yeah. he's he's a special kid, man, special talent. Well, we saw well, Lincoln Victor before. We saw Lincoln Victor. His name used to be Chad Owens before he changed his name to Lincoln Victor. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of myself, man. Just, you know, tough, determined, uh, extremely talented, right? Quick, fast. And, and in the return game, he can be a difference maker. And I think that special teams tomorrow – uh, I think will be an X factor if, 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 if he can help on a big return or someone on the, on the coverage teams can create havoc and create a turnover on specials. I think that could be a difference in a ball game, which sparks a team, you know, because special teams, it doesn't, you, you're flying around, right? You're flying around. You just, you know, it's, it's, it's reckless control. You know what I mean? But there's no real assignment. You got your lanes, but, but man, you're, you're just flying around out there. So I think special teams will be uh, a huge X factor in tomorrow's game. Well, you know that because uh, there's a guy who uh, scored a couple touchdowns on special teams against BYU and it was over after that. Yeah. Yeah. We all know about that. that. 
Uh, well, listen, Steve, I, I really appreciate you coming on, man, being part of today's uh, CO2 Rundowns halftime show. Uh, we're all excited, and all the fans are excited to, that you know Hawaii football is back, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing this game come tomorrow. Great. Thanks again. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Wow, that's some very interesting insight, uh, Stephen. Appreciate you so much for tuning in. And for all of you that are watching, I mean, that's, a, that's an interesting dynamic. Uh, you know, if you are a former athlete, football player, let's just talk football player, right? You've been in the locker room. You've been in the situations of preparing. You know what it's like. This is totally different. You know, this is a, a, a new, you know, uh, new era of, of preparation. Uh, for football games. And the interesting thing that caught my attention was that they're going to have to socially distance on the sideline if they're not playing. You know, I talked about it in an interview, like how are you supposed to make those adjustments? That's what the sideline is for. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like anxious to see how this game unfolds tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to be looking at it from, you know, watching the plays, but I want to see how the communication is going on the sideline. You know, that's, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. So, um, anyway, Stephen, thanks again so much for for joining us and for that, you know, insight. Uh, you're in the front lines there. You're getting all the details. So, thanks again so much. And guys, with that, let's dive on in to the third quarter. The Honolulu Marathon became the latest victim to the COVID-19 virus. After waiting as long as possible, the good folks running the marathon agreed it just wasn't going to be safe enough to run a marathon with 30,000 people involved. Even outdoors, that's risky, case in point. Nobody has been allowed in the stands to watch UH during home games. If the city and state aren't willing to risk the virus spread out in the open in that stadium, then there's no way a bunch of people running a 26.2-mile marathon will be allowed to do so. Full details are in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser. That's it for the third. And as always, we're going to finish strong here in the fourth. The New Orleans Pelicans have a new head coach. Stan Van Gundy has taken the position and is the seventh coach in franchise history. Van Gundy formerly coached the Orlando Magic, Detroit Pistons, and Miami Heat. Look, Sometimes, all you need is a new coach to change things, to turn it around. I've been a part of that. I've been a part of teams that brought in new coaches. And, you know, sometimes it just sparks, you know, something new. And you got to have that open mind to want to learn from different people, from a new coach. And that's just going to take your game to the next level. Uh, We'll see how the Pelicans come in 2021. Game three of the World Series is on today between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers. The series is all tied up one to one. The first two games have been high scoring with two teams scoring an 11 combined runs in the first game and 10 in the second. Today, both teams have their aces on the mound and this should lead to a lower scoring game. It has been an entertaining series so far and I still don't have a clear cut winner. I've always been a fan of great championship series. And so far, this year's World Series have provided just that. Uh, Look, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes 
today's CO2 rundown. I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in on this Aloha Friday. And I want to give a huge thank you again to our sponsors, Mercedes-Benz of Honolulu, Windows Hawaii, Hawaiian Telecom, and Long's Drugs for making this show possible. And you know what it is. It's the weekend. You know where I'm going to be at. Yeah, another swell is on its way in. No sure. Have a good one, guys. I'll see you on Monday. Thank you.